Did you remember to turn off those robots? To infinity and beyond! Welcome aboard Spaceship Earth. W Radio, your information station. Welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. This is show number 45 for the week of December 16th, 2007. I'm your host, Lou Mangiello, and I want to thank you for tuning in once again. Last week was MouseFest 2007, the annual gathering of Disney fans from around the world in Walt Disney World, and it proved to be the biggest and truly the very best MouseFest ever. So rather than just giving my trip report, I thought we would have a MouseFest recap roundtable with some first-time MouseFesters and new members of the Disney community. It's a fun look back at, for what many of us, is one of the highlights of the year. And because there was so much to cover in that segment, as well as very little Walt Disney World news this week, we'll catch up on the news and rumor mill on next week's show. So as always, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. Well, hello there, WDW Radio Show listeners. This is Eric Hollister from Geomouse.com, and it is time to update everyone on challenge number 11 with both the winner and the answers. But before I do, I wanted to take a quick second. A few of, a few weeks ago, many of you may remember that Mike Scopa came on to help us out with an attraction quote for challenge number 10. The challenge quote was, stop the movie. And many answers that came in, they basically were split right down the middle with O Canada, which was actually the uh, film that we were featuring the quote from, uh, the new version of O Canada featuring Martin Short, and the other one was Muppet Vision 3D. Well, we weren't trying to throw anybody off, I promise, but thank you to Larry, listener Larry from Maryland. He actually provided us with some footage from Muppet Vision 3D, and in fact, the quote stop the movie was also featured in that film. So first of all, I wanted to apologize to everyone who submitted Muppet Vision 3D as a, an answer, because in fact, technically, you were also correct. So what we wanted to do in, in light of this was to not leave anyone out, and after this challenge is done, we're going to do a special drawing. We're going to pull all of those names together for challenge number 10, who submitted Muppet Vision 3D as an answer. We're going to pull one, and we are going to allow that winner the opportunity to name the starting line in the half marathon ch- for lose run also second we're going to let larry since he provided us with the footage we're going to let allow him to name the finish line in the challenge and finally geomouse.com is actually going to do a special 50 dollars donation to the dream team project in recognition for all of you who submitted muppet vision 3d as an answer for challenge number 10 again it was my fault my apologies we definitely were not trying to leave anyone out But this is what we wanted to do in order to uh, acknowledge those of you who did, in fact, submit Muppet Vision 3D, which also technically technically was a correct answer. So now on to challenge number 11. We want to thank Matt Hochberg from StudioCentral.com as well as the WDW Today 
podcast for help in challenge number 11. And before we get to the winner, we're going to go over the answers here real quick. The first question was, name the most recent actor to say Bond, James Bond. That was Daniel Craig in Casino Royale. Name the actor in Gone with the Wind who optimistically says tomorrow is another day. That would be Scarlett O'Hare. Name the film in which Owen Wilson says, Speed, I am speed. That would be Disney's Pixar's Cars. Name the actor who shouts Adrian. Of course, those of you who are Rocky fans know that that would be Sylvester Stallone. And finally, name the film in which Tom Hanks says, Mama always said, life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That would be from Forrest Gump. So congratulations to everyone who had those answers. We went ahead and pulled all of them together did a random drawing for the name, and the winner for challenge number 11 is Rebecca Roberts. And Rebecca Roberts has decided to name mile marker number 11 as Take Me to My Laughing Place. So congratulations to Rebecca, who will win both Walt Disney World Trivia Books Volumes 1 and 2, signed by Lou Mangiello, a DisneyWorldTrivia.com t-shirt, as well as a trading pin and lanyard by DisneyWorldTrivia.com. She also wins the Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End on DVD, as well as the hardcover edition of the Art of the Pirates of the Caribbean. She will also receive a certificate of dedication for mile marker number 11, which again is Take Me to My Laughing Place. And finally, she will be entered into the grand prize drawing, which will take place at the end of the marathon. And finally, GeoMouse.com will donate $100 to the Disney World Dream Team Project and the Make-A-Wish Foundation. If you would like to make a donation yourself, please feel free to click on the links on WDWRadio.com. We've also posted a link on GeoMouse.com. It's a great way to give for the holidays. For now, we're going to send it back to Lou Mangiello, but stay tuned. We've got challenge number 12 coming up. Again, Rebecca Roberts, congratulations. Mile marker number 11 is Take Me to My Laughing Place. Back to you, Lou, and the WDW Radio Show. This year's Mouse Fest was my fourth consecutive, and it once again brought together great friends and new acquaintances. It crafted some lasting memories, but yet it was really different from previous events in a number of ways. And Mouse Fest is a lot bigger, and I'm happy to say it's better than ever. And for all those listeners who were both there, as well as those of you who couldn't make it, I thought that we would recap what was an amazing few days in Walt Disney World. But rather than just have me kind of tell you about my opinions and experiences, I wanted to instead have a roundtable type discussion with other attendees as well as friends of the show. I think each is going to bring kind of their own unique perspectives uh, from the first time attendee to some people who are relatively new members of the Disney online community. So I'll kind of introduce them one by one. First is Glenn Whalen. He is a friend as well as a contributor to the show. He's also the owner of the, the Passamaquoddy blog. Glenn, welcome. Thank you, Lou. It's great to be here. Next is uh, a man who's the same size as me in stature, of course. That's Eric Hollister. He's the owner of GeoMouse.com, founder of the Half Marathon Challenger Contest, incredible philanthropist, and all-around nice guy. Angelo, everybody. 
<laughs> Mangello. <laughs> That'll become funny hopefully later on down the road. Uh, next to give us to give us a woman's and, and maybe cast members point of view uh, is a longtime friend. It's Jessica. She is the owner of one of my favorite online destinations. That's the If We Can Dream It blog, and she's also a founding member of the WDW Crate Appreciation Society. Jessica, welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Liz. Great to be here. And yeah, of course, there's Jeff. i'm kidding of course uh jeff was a big part of mouse fest for me he joined me for one of my meets the dsi for frontierland which was a lot of fun so i said what the heck jeff will have you on the show so i thought like i said what the way we would do this is just kind of go day by day talk about some of the events that we attended as well as uh, some of the meets that uh, i hosted we could talk about what the events were like who was there people we met uh, grown men screaming on dinosaur and all the different derivations of the use of the word Mangello. So <laughs> we're going we're gonna to kick things off with Wednesday simply because that's the day that I got there. I wanted to get in a little bit early, even though Mouse Fest started officially on Thursday. Um, and the first thing I did before I even checked into my hotel, I got my rent to car and I tried to shoot over to Epcot to catch a soft opening of Spaceship Earth because people were calling me and texting me that it was open. I did not get in, so I headed over to Disney's Animal Kingdom, where I had plans to meet up with Jessica uh, so we could try out Yak and Yeti. And as I'm driving into the toll booth, maybe it was kind of foreshadowing. I'm sitting there with my window open, just kind of relaxing, excited to get in. And I hear somebody scream from like four rows over, Mangello! And I was like, <laughs> a couple of other friends of mine saw me, so we all kind of met up and... Uh, and headed out to Yak and Yeti. So, Jessica, since you were there with me, we'll talk about the food aspect of it first, what you thought, and then we'll kind of maybe talk a little bit about the geek aspect. This was my first time eating in the, the full service. I'd eaten in the counter service twice, and I thought it was great. I thought it was wonderful theming. The food was excellent. The service was great. It was all around great experience. Yeah, I was really, really impressed. Like I said, we, we ate there. For, I almost wish we'd have eaten there for dinner just because I would have liked to have some more like appetizers and desserts and stuff like that. But all right, enough about the food. Geek aspect. Very, very, very cool. Glenn, you, you talked about it before. You were actually the guy that gave us our, our first day report of it. And, and everything you said held true from a food perspective and a geek perspective. I, I just thought it was awesome. And from there, we had a... What do we do next, Jessica? We went over to... Is that when we went over to Pangani? Yes, I think we walked around there for a while. We, we met up with some other fans of yours, too, I think. Yeah, I, I forget his name. I'm sorry. It was a cast member... Tom, Jim, something like that. Um, we walked through Pangani. Using the term fan literally, though, Jessica, right? As in, as in, man, I pay to come up to say, to me and say hello while I'm at the parks. Yes, that, that's, that's what we call fan. But, uh, yeah, we had fun in Pangani. We, we talked, we, we discovered, or, or kind of made up as we went along the story of those wall carvings as you walked, um, as you started getting close oh, to the right. Exit. You're giving your own guided tour. <laughs> and picked up some listeners along the way, I think. Yeah. We got applause at the end, too, so that's always good. <laughs> yeah, there were, were – Jessica, I think we should cover this on a, as a segment on the show because it was really cool. There, there's this, uh, an area of Pangani, Jeff, I'm sure you know, where there's these five kind of big, intricate wall carvings um, in this broken-down building as you're getting close to the end. And I, somebody asked what the story was. So I kind of like, I think I made it up as I went along, but it, it made sense. It made sense. And people it were, worked. Yeah, I it worked for me. <laughs> so when people came along and were listening, and, and that was pretty fun. And I think we rode Everest, and then, uh, is that when we, we rode Everest after that? 
Yeah, I think we went after that, and, and I managed to survive yet again, so that's always a positive. Yeah, Jessica and I were able to ride together, and she she came out relatively unscathed. So, <laughs> And then, like, the one down moment of my Mousefest trip happened, and unfortunately, real work called, literally and figuratively, and I had to spend three and a half hours on a payphone calling a conference call with 15 other people and trying not to let them know that I was in Disney World. And, of course, I picked the phone that's in between the baby care center and the first aid station as the parade is going by. So... <laughs> I just told them I was in a public location and I was traveling that day and, and hopefully nobody caught on. But uh, <laughs> uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention about that night was that's when I checked into Caribbean Beach. I stayed in Martinique, um, like the resort, you know, again, for the amount of time I spend in Mouse, at Mouse Fest in the room. Um, it, it really is nothing more than a bed for a couple of hours and a shower. And then I had a dinner meeting over at Grand Floridian at um, Citrico's. And it, the meal was just awesome. If you guys have never had a chance to eat there. Um, it was exceptional, and they had this pumpkin cheesecake, and you get to see the um, the decorations in the gingerbread house. So um, that was kind of my very quick pre-Mouse Fest day, but it was kind of a lot, a lot of fun, and kind of just as you started to to ramp up to what was going to come the next day. Now Friday, the uh, I'm sorry, Thursday the sixth was the first real day, and it's kind of a half a day because the cruise portion ended in the morning. So land portion didn't end until the afternoon. Uh, I spent my morning kind of doing a, a pre-scout-out walkthrough of Frontierland for the DSI. I was going to do with Jeff. Um, I had a chance to meet up with some listeners. I met up with Jonathan Dichter, uh, who, I, I'm not kidding when I said, I thought he was going to be taller. He just sounded taller on uh, <laughs> on all the podcasts he's on. And uh, I met up with George and Andrew, the, uh, the nerdy boys from ImagineNerding.com. And I'm sure that will not be the last time. I think we all met up with the Imaginerding Boys. <laughs> they were like the Jonathan Dichter of Mouse Fest because they were everywhere. They were at every meet <laughs> and uh, sucking up to as many people in the online community as possible. So. <laughs> yeah, in the midst of all that, I was getting a text message as I was driving through Jacksonville saying, where the heck are you? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, we didn't want to have all Mouse the fun around you. Yeah, why yeah you... we'll get that. that. We have to get to the cell phone. Question. That's later, Jessica. I'm, <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm jumping the gun there. All that's I can say that's what it was still securely on my person as I was driving down Interstate 95. So. <laughs> Those two guys were the biggest proponents of 2719hyperion.blogspot.com. Uh, they were promoting right. you big. How, how much well, did yeah, Jeff I, I pay put, you to I put them up to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's all rooted in the fact that, that the whole the, where that all came from, just so everybody knows, is is like for like two months they never gave me credit for doing their logo on their blog. So I gave them grief one day. I said, you know, you could you could at least mention it. So I think everywhere where George went, he had some he handed somebody a business card. We're from Imagineering, and Jeff Pepper did our logo as was his standard meeting. <laughs> Everybody. Well, I think they made up for it in, in four days. They made up for literally yeah. what amount to hundreds of plugs for 2719. But listen, Jeff, we'll touch about the whole 2719 high thing when we get to the Mega Mouse meet. So. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> By the way, did I, did I say that I did their logo for them? Yeah. <laughs> it was mentioned. <laughs> but uh, MouseFest really kicked off with something new this year, which I think was a great idea uh, that Mike Scopa had. And it really was just MouseFest 101. And it was sort of a, a kickoff introductory meet to 
explain for especially the first time MouseFesters what it was all about, the best ways to approach MouseFest, how to really get the most out of MouseFest without killing yourself or people you're traveling with literally and figuratively. Uh, now, you guys who were there, I know Glenn was there. I thought it was I thought it was great. It was an awesome way to uh, get together with people and uh, put a put a face to a name, or in some cases, put a uh, put a screen name to a name to a face, or in some cases, put an avatar to a screen name to a name to a face. It was really good to have all these people together, and it was sort of like one big mouse club. You know, suddenly we got everyone together, and you really started to make connections. Yeah, there must have been, you know, 200, 250 people up in the Tomorrowland Noodle Station. Right. Jessica, you were there too? Yes, yes I was. It was it was great. It was it was great watching the guests walk by. There was 200 crazy Disney geeks out there and they would just walk by and give us looks. But it it was a great time. It was my first time meeting a lot of people and it was my first mouse fest, so it was a great way to get get started without being overwhelmed at the beginning. I thought it was right. a great idea. And you use the key word because Mousefest is overwhelming. And if you look at, at your pocket guide, you'll see that there's so many meets and so many different directions you could be pulled in um, that you could kind of almost not have a good time because you're trying to do too much. And I think Mike and Mark Goldhaber did a very good job of explaining the whole process to you so you could really get the most out of it. And then Mike did something unexpected that, that I thought was really, really cool and funny because it was at somebody else's expense. Was he came up to me and he said, "Listen, I'd like to do something for the charities with Matt. Are, are you okay with that?" And I said, "Listen, I'm you know anything for the charity, I'm I'm totally game for." So at one point he's talking, and you know I think we all know it's legendary um, that Matt Hotchberg from WDW yesterday uh, is deathly afraid. <laughs> what what of of the dinosaur attraction for some strange reason? So. Mike walks over to him and he slaps $10 down on the table in front of him and says, all right, Matt, this $10 is yours. If you ride Dinosaur, you take that $10, you give half to Deb's charity for breast cancer, you give half to Lou's charity for Make-A-Wish Foundation, and puts the guy on the spot. And after that, it was just you know, a, a mad rush of people. I stood up and I said, well, Matt, if you do it, I'll give you $100 to split between the two charities. <laughs> and people started coming up and it was funny because it was just great, but it also showed the generosity of the community because in that yep. quick, like, 10 minutes, we raised almost $500 for the two charities. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that was great. And again, at Matt Hochberg's expense, so... <laughs> <laughs> An added plus. Exactly. <laughs> The sky was the limit as far as my donations were concerned at that point. So uh, that was followed by the, the Mouse Fest Chairman's Kickoff, hosted by Dave Marks. Uh, kind of just really an extension of what started with the Mouse Fest 101, which was giving everybody a chance to kind of get up and start to put the faces to the names and meet each other uh, and spend some time just getting the introductions almost out of the way before all the other events got started. So from there, there was a little bit of time before Mike Scopa's Dole Whip meet, which was at 3 o'clock. And I think this is when, guys, didn't we head over to the Haunted Mansion at this point? Yeah, yes. once you graduate from your adoring fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, fans. I think George and Andrew are going like, to pick you up and drive you over. <laughs> yeah, George, George and Andrew, um, at one point, physically... <laughs> <laughs> All two of them. <laughs> <laughs> physically removed me from the Tomorrowland Terrace Noodle Station so we could have time to head on over. Because the mansion was closed in the, in the morning for some reason, so we were able to catch it um, in between. Yeah, I think we all marched over there in mass, and 
had a had a great ride over there. Yeah, it was cool. And then, you know, again, you you want to talk about number of people gathering in a single location. Mike Scopus Dole with me is another one of those super super popular meets. And there must have been a hundred plus people there. And I think the people, the poor cast members behind the counter were just overwhelmed, never having lines like that before. <laughs> no one could okay, get so, through. Okay, so, okay guys, I, what I was curious about is since I didn't attend the Dole with me was um, with so many people there, how did, how did it actually work with that many people in line? And were people just totally disconnected? Some people ordering, some people eating. I mean, it's just interesting. Yeah, it was organized chaos. There was, you know, everyone made up their own rules about how it was going to work, and people still continued to uh, to shake hands and meet people for the first time. It, it was almost a continuation of the uh, the the first two meets, moving over to a different location. It's just that that is such a congested spot anyway, where that that is in an adventure land. So it was, it, I was just curious. Yeah, no. poor guests really couldn't get through, but. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the size of Mousefest, and this is one of the things I think we're going to have to take into consideration as it continues to get bigger, is, you know, some of these venues like that that we take over, I mean, it really does sort of impede traffic, and you don't want to raise the, the uh, eyebrows or the ire of Disney by doing <laughs> that, so... But uh, this is where I got to meet some people who I'd never met before. I met Dan and Eric from Mouse Guest. Uh, I met... Uh, Lisa from Those Darn Cats and Eric, this is I think the first time that you showed up to some of the Mouse Fest stuff, right? Absolutely, yeah. The uh, When I walk into uh, usually Walt Disney World I transform from 29 to 8 so which means I usually head off to just as many attractions <laughs> as I possibly can and I think during the time when you guys were doing Mouse Fest 101 I decided to go on uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin and <laughs> If you've ever been on it solo as a six foot eight person, uh, you get a lot of interesting looks from the cast members as you're getting on board. So, but needless to say, it was not a quick line. And by the time I'd gotten off, uh, everybody was heading over to the dole with me. Yeah, and from there, you know, again, especially on Thursday, like you said, most of the group just kind of started moving from location to location. From there, a lot of people went over to Steve Barrett's Hidden Mickey's, the first of his Hidden Mickey's hunt, which was Pirates of the Caribbean, and you're saying, okay, wow, that sounds really cool, except when your boat gets stuck for about 30 minutes because one of the boats <laughs> bottomed out, two, two boats in front of us, and they could no. not get it to move, yeah. So if you think sitting in It's a Small World and just hearing that song over and over again is bad, um, try singing right before the drop in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> well, I was on that with Lori Loves Tigger, and... Uh, Every time we went through with the "We want the redhead," she was yelling, "I'm right here! I'm right here!" <laughs> Again, we all spent our thirty minutes differently, <laughs> but couldn't couldn't <laughs> wait to get off the boat. <laughs> I, I've actually known Lori and her mom for a number of years, and she's great. So, if there was anybody other than Jessica, I'd rather sit next to for thirty minutes on Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, it would be her. <laughs> so, but. Um, as we were leaving, and I was talking to Ray and Cindy from the Bear Necessities podcast, um, they are really, really, they're funny people, and they have a lot of fun at these events, and this was no different, and I'm not, I hope I'm not getting them in trouble when I say this, because they're just very laid back, you know, they literally broadcast from their living room, and you get that sense from them, and as we're starting to walk back from the Haunted Mansion, he's like, yeah, Lou, and I'm not going to do my, my worst southern drawl. He's like, you know, you didn't get a chance to try one of our dole runners. I'm like, a dole runner? What's that? 
and he whips out a little like airplane sized thing of rum and he's like yeah you put a little bit of rum in the bottom and you mix it and it's great so if you can imagine Jeff you talk about the dynamic of the Dole Whip meat well now throw a little bit of rum onto the bottom <laughs> you can only imagine <laughs> Adventureland never looked the same again. <laughs> <laughs> so it's now, it's probably getting close to five-ish or so, and a lot of people are starting to kind of gather to see the um, castle lighting ceremony. But this is where I got a chance to do one of the things at Mousefest, which for me personally is just one of the single great moments that I get to do, and I was able to do it last year. I was able to do it again this year. It's not on the schedule. It's not something I try and make a big deal about. But, um, you know, I've always been about giving back, not just to people in the Disney community and, you know, with the kids and make a wish. But I always like being able to spread a little bit of joy or Disney magic, whatever you want to call it, when I go down during the holidays. And for the past two years, thanks to the very generous help of a listener and his wife, who I'll just call Doc, um, He's allowed me to make that happen by including me as part of it. And what they've done is they've sent me tickets to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party for the night that we all go to use as I see fit. So last year what I did, and I did again this year, was I try and find people to basically invite to come to the party. And last year it was awesome because I found a grandmother and her granddaughter who were there on Walt Disney World for the first time. This year I was able to find... Uh, an older couple who had been to Walt Disney World back like in the early 70s when it first opened. They came back to spend the holidays at Walt Disney World together again. Um, both times, I kind of approach them and explain what I want to do. I get the funny looks from them. They look around for security. Once they realize I'm not an absolutely, completely lunatic, um, you know, you kind of do the whole warm and fuzzy thing. And I, and I try not to get, you know, overly emotional and sentimental. But it's really like a special moment for, for me um, this year and last year were just awesome. I want to thank Doc and his wife again for doing that. Uh, I know a bunch of people were around to, to see that as we were waiting for, for my wife to come from the airport. So That's great, Lou. Very nice. Thanks, Glenn. I always liked you best. So, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so Deanna came, um, Deanna came that night, so we met her on Main Street, and then from there a bunch of us went to go. Um, Jeff, that's when we, we went over to Cosmic Race to have dinner. It was me, you... Byron and Mark Goldhaber, right? No, because uh, my my adventure was happening right before. Oh, that's right. Please, yeah, you, guys, you guys tell the story of the monorail now. That's right. <laughs> now, this is the when you guys were, I think, ceremoniously waiting on pirates or getting off of pirates. Uh, that was about the time that uh, my cell phone got knocked into the monorail track at the uh, Ticket and Transportation <laughs> Center. <laughs> and and then, you know, basically, if, if anybody's listening, and the and the monorail got shut down for a brief period of time. Right around five o'clock, four thirty-five o'clock. That was all me. <laughs> because it, it, it's funny. I just to, to throw in a little, you know, anecdotal kind of situation about you know Disney's great guest services is if you drop your cell phone into the monorail track, uh, they basically they have to turn the power off and get the maintenance crew over there to walk the track and find it for you. And they'll do that immediately. They were basically said, oh, just we just got to wait till the maintenance crew gets over here and they got to turn the power off. And all happy smiles and we'll take care of you and not to worry if it, it won't get smashed or crushed or electrocuted and so subsequently though i was waiting then what happened is that one of the actual monorail trains went down it had a problem and the maintenance crew had to, had to get it off the track i guess they had to take it off to the 
the bank back to the roundhouse or whatever. So that was going to delay it. And so the lady said, hey, just go over to the Magic Kingdom and we'll, we'll send it over to Lost and Found for you there. So so that was that was all very interesting. And again, just shows you to the extent they go to help you out in those kind of situations. But so I had to wander in the Magic Kingdom totally incommunicado trying to figure out where the heck everybody was and <laughs> so I sort of just naturally went to the uh, the hub and just started wandering around hoping I would bump into somebody and as luck would have it, Lori you guys were talking about Lori, Lori walked over and it was one of these, hi I'm so glad to see you, where's your phone? <laughs> <laughs> and I was able to catch up with you guys, I guess you guys were heading that direction over from uh, Adventureland so then we were able to hook up. So You've got some monorail issues don't you? Between me and you I, on I the monorail platform. Monorail <laughs> You know, Please stand somebody, clear of my phone. Broke, somebody, somebody broke my heart on a monorail back in May, but we won't, we won't talk. <laughs> yeah, listen, Jeff, I'm, you know by now, if I'm going, man, you got to keep up because I'm just not going to wait. But uh, the, the best part, too, then, was uh, when I went to pick up the phone, it, it lost and found a short few minutes later, and the guy said, you know what kind of phone it is? And I said, Black. <laughs> and the guy was so he, he I, I give him credit he was being so trying so hard to be polite and he said you know well what brand is it i was like i don't know and i said it's got a picture of a dog on the screen <laughs> you know so it just went down cody is just he rolling did, his did. eyes right now at you yes he, he is <laughs> but but great guy great 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 guest service found my phone within a couple minutes and i had it back so. Now, were you guys all there just to watch the castle lighting ceremony that night? Yeah. I and was not. And what did you think? I was not. Where were you guys? Oh, wait, let I, me guess. I was actually... You were, fo- you were following George and Andrew somewhere. I was with George and Andrew uh, at the Mexico Pavilion for what was really a great meal. We had an awesome time. I really got to know those guys. It was like I knew them forever. Let me just, um, let me just check my calendar a second. Thursday yeah. night. Magic Kingdom night, and you guys were in Epcot. Okay, just just yeah, we were in sure. Epcot. Okay. <laughs> well, it actually figured out. It actually worked out that they had free dinner in the Epcot Pavilion, which included appetizer, dinner, and dessert for four people. So uh, yeah, so I had no problem going over there for that. <laughs> and I have to admit, I was actually heading back to the hotel room because I had a 3 o'clock. I was up at 3 o'clock that morning to catch a flight due to some weather. And uh, I was struggling by 6.30, so I had to call it early just to have enough energy for the rest of the weekend. <clears throat> Lightweight. I know, I know, exactly. Here comes the Lou Mangello, what are you talking about, rolling the eyes, whatever. So I am not worthy. <laughs> Did anybody go to the Christmas party with me that night? Was anybody there? I <laughs> did. I, your your favorite you know, Tonto here. <laughs> Jessica, were you working that night? Yeah, I was making the magic, so uh, I was regrettably not there for the castle lighting. <laughs> you have an excuse. The other guys, I don't know. Because this, this was the official Mouse Fest Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party night, and you know, again, this was this the same large group kind of gathering um, in the the Rose Garden by the old Swan Boat um, landing to to stay for the fireworks and just kind of meet and greet. And then a lot of people went over to Frontierland to watch the parade. All Jeff, you and I were going over Frontierland to kind of scout out the location. Little did we know that the parade was going on right then. So, <laughs> yeah, they, they, terrible timing on their part. They should have they should have checked with us first. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that was a recurring theme for me during MouseFest was the timing of things for me was not all that good, and I'm going to try and work on that next year because every, every meet or event that I plan coincided with fireworks or parades or some sort of exploding incendiary device in, in the near region. So, But that was a good I had a really, really good time on Thursday. I mean, it was a lot of fun just meeting everybody, and then we hung out. Um, at night, we rode a couple of attractions before calling it a, a relatively early night. And you guys yeah, we got We did Haunted nothing. Mansion again. Did, you did Haunted Mansion with me, I think, after all was said and done and before we made our way out to the front. Yeah, trying to definitely get, uh, you know, squeeze every little bit out of you can uh, that you can out of every day. So, But Friday was a really busy day. There was a lot going on Friday. And Friday traditionally has been a split day, meaning that we do Animal Kingdom in the morning and we do MGM slash Hollywood slash whatever studios in the evening. And this is one of those days that potentially you could be going literally from dusk to dawn. We start out, um, I had an ADR over for Tusker House. So we met up with Jeff, albeit a little bit late, for uh, Tusker House. And we got to try out the new character breakfast. Again, albeit we sort of inhaled our meal. But uh, Jeff, what do you think? I, I really liked it. I, I really liked the buffet I there. really yeah, I really did too. Um, it was it, like you said, it was fast, but um, I think it was one of those things where instead of taking you know two or three plates, we just we powdered it all on one and, and got through <laughs> it. But the food the food was really really good. It was really delicious, and I really love that venue. I just love the atmosphere in that that location. So it was it was really good. Yeah, it, you know, detail wise, it hasn't really changed very much from what it was before. But the buffet is is huge. I mean, there's a lot of Besides being in the perimeter where the counter service used to be, there's also stations in the middle. And I, I thought I heard somebody refer to it as almost like a mini Boma. And to a certain degree, it is because you do get a lot of very different food there. It's not just eggs and bacon and pancakes. There's a lot of different types of breads. There's different types of um, omelets and uh, things like, you know, bobo tea from, from Africa. So you get a, a lot of very cool things that you won't be able to try elsewhere. And, of course, you get the characters as well. Yeah, that was funny you said that because that's exactly what I was thinking. I, I have done breakfast at Boma um, and really, really enjoyed it there. And it did remind me um, some of the menu selections and just the general atmosphere. And again, I, I went Mouse Fest for me anyway. I, I'm, you know, Mouse Fest only because I'm doing so much. Mouse Fest and kids don't mix. So I didn't bring my kids <laughs> down. But they were with Grandma Grandpa who decided to call me from home while I'm having breakfast with the characters and, of course, we've told my kids who are two and four that we're at a meeting and there's music playing in the background and Mickey's coming over. And I'm like, dude, I'm on the phone with my kids. Get out. You know, I'm trying to push Mickey to the side. Dude. <laughs> and meanwhile, he's got Jeff across the table. He's like, Mickey, all right, buddy. Yeah, thanks. High five. Yeah. Hey, Donald. All right. Yeah. Lou's doing the, you know, Ixnay on the, you know, yeah. the character. So from there, we went over to the seventh annual <clears throat> Kilimanjaro Safari Meet. This is a meet that goes back with Deb Wills, hosted by Deb Wills, to the pre-Mousefest days when it was originally the RADP, the Rec Arts Disney Park Meet, that has kind of sort of kind of joined forces uh, with Mousefest. So she's been doing this a number of years. And I don't know, does anybody remember what the total count was? I mean, they had a, close to 200 people, I think, filling Jeeps. Yeah, I think it was 178 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And this is where, again, Disney was great. And we're talking about Disney kind of recognizing what we're doing. They had somebody come over. They had a lead come over and take us into the Fast Pass entrance. 
and get us on, obviously not one Jeep, but a series of Jeeps sort of uh, back to back. to Really, really very, very accommodating. With that many people, it went exceptionally smoothly considering the numbers. So from there, again, the whole 200 of us moved over to Expedition Everest. We met up again with um, the Nerdy Boys. We met up with uh, George and Andrew as well. So we got to meet Ray. He's a fellow uh, blogger, relatively new person in the online community uh, from Grumpy. What is it? Grumpy's Hollow? Grumpy Grumpy's Space? Grumpy's Hollow. Grumpy's Hollow. Yeah. Really yeah, nice guy. Nancy. Yeah. Wonderful wife. Again, the very supportive wife. Very important. Um, and again, Ray makes me feel tall because he is ab- – there is actually somebody out there that is shorter than I am that uh, does not shop at the children's place. So <laughs> it was nice to, uh, to take a picture or, or many pictures next to Ray. And uh, speaking of pictures, I will put up a link in the show notes. I'll, I'm going to upload all my photos to my gallery on the site and, uh, and link to them so you can kind of follow along to what we're doing. But uh, Everest was a lot of fun too. Everest is awesome. Yes. It was nice to see the Yeti up and working again because we spent a few weeks where it was uh, he was down. Yeah, Yeti was in B mode for a while, just well, kind of sitting there with with the um, strobe light yep. effect. <laughs> well, at that point, we didn't. Um, I didn't ride um, Everest. I took off with uh, George and Andrew because uh, Jessica was waiting for us in Dinoland. <coughs> and uh, what did we have to do, Jessica? We we, we had to do some uh, some tough love and hardcore. <laughs> Tutoring, right? We had we had our own little JSI right there. <laughs> <laughs> These boys needed educated, and then we we took them under our wing and uh, showed them some of the sights. But they still haven't quite graduated to that to that next level yet, have they? <laughs> well, <laughs> we're, you know, we're giving Andrews. <laughs> you know, Andrews. You know, Andrews coming around, but I George has got a long way to go. We're it's it's we got to spend a lot of. <laughs> We kid because we love. They're they're they're, they're good guys. They're from the Imaginerding blog. So, but yeah, these guys were everywhere. I mean, they were literally everywhere throughout the entire Mousefest meets. But uh, you, well, know, you know, but you, you get them, you get them into Restaurantosaurus, you know, and all I'm thinking about is food, right? Jessica? I mean, you know, you don't go to Restaurantosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to look around. No. <laughs> you know, we're trying to take them room by room, show them all the stuff. And they're worried about they're worried about lunch. I mean, again, <laughs> lightweights, lightweights. <laughs> what was that, Jeff? Leave leave the heavy lifting. Ah, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we come out of Everest, and most of the people hadn't started moving over towards Dino Land yet because there was a there was a a meet on the schedule. I think for eleven o'clock. Well, Matt Hotchberg says, "Well, this is my opportunity. I'm going to dart over there with nobody else around." And try and get on dinosaur, do my obligatory ride, so, and nobody can see me sort of cowering the corner. Sorry, Matt, curses foiled again because waiting there was Fred Block, Mike Scopa. I was following you, and we had uh, a great truck that we filled um, with with Matt and and his oh so patient fiance Marissa. And somehow my wife ended up sitting next to him, which you know wasn't happy about, but that's all right. <laughs> and you want to talk about, cl- it was a classic, classic photo. Um, it is going to be up online. I'm going to pass it out to all the bloggers that I ask that you please distribute um, as freely as possible. And uh, and we're going to actually do, somebody came up with a great idea. We're going to do something very cool with, uh, with one of the 11 by 14 poster-sized prints that I had made up for Matt. So 
But uh, cool. And then, I, then we came off and he tried to leave, and the Radpi people who were waiting there for him were mad that he tried leaving, so he had to go back again. Although I don't think he got oh, coerced no. to, to ride a second time. So. <laughs> but this is this is where the, the break comes. Because the, the, the schedule is so packed tightly, um, for the most part, there was a couple more meets in Animal Kingdom, but everybody started to kind of make their way over to uh, Disney MGM Studios. There was the, the first meet that I know I was going to was going to be Star Tours. Again, it happens to be Matt's. But my wife and Steve Barrett's wife went and had lunch. And I got to do something. I had a little bit of like quiet downtime to myself. Just grabbed a bucket of popcorn and soda. Just kind of sat on a bench. Watched people go by. Uh, which was like one of those nice quiet moments that you don't get very much of um, during the, this, this, this week. When did you guys start making your way over and to, to MGM? I didn't. I didn't make it over there for a while. Actually, I had lunch in Epcot. <laughs> so, you know that there's three other parks, right? <laughs> if you told me you had another free lunch in Mexico, there's <laughs> no. It wasn't a free lunch, but, but I got. But I got a, a, an ADR in La Celle, and you know how rare that is. So I really Ooh, wanted to. Just, you know, I really have to take it. So I uh, met. Uh, a great guy out of Tampa named uh, Annie Jackson, and I met with the with Brian Ripper and his wife from All About the Mouse, and we went over and enjoyed uh, enjoyed our lunch at La Cellier. So, <laughs> and I so was, I didn't make I, it over there till till the evening. What was that? I was just saying that's where I actually I ran into Glenn because I was at Epcot or like in between that's Animal right. Kingdom and MGM Studios, <laughs> and I was I had this great idea that I was going to walk from the International Gateway over to MGM Studios oh. rather than just take my car, and I saw. Glenn and the guy he was with, and they were, you know, they pointed out that one, not only was I heading in the wrong way, but I had about a <laughs> 2.5 mile trek to go. So I, I figured, why not? You know, I'm going to exercise here. Got about halfway, turned around, got my car, and drove back. So I ended up driving, driving over to the studios and had lunch. So I'll say, I was, uh, you know, I was on my way to the studios being text messaged by some guy that was sitting on a bench eating popcorn saying, You're spending too much time with George and Andrew. Where the heck are you? And, <laughs> Works for, buddy. Well, wait a minute. You, you give me grief that I leave you on monorail tracks and I take off too quickly, and then you give me grief if I go looking for you. So next year you're on your own. <laughs> Lou was a no. Lou was a good guy. He was always worried about where I was. So yeah. I was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, you had to, you had, did you have to work again because you went gym, did you? I went. I went to MGM because we had lunch at Swing Tree. And then we went over after that. So I hung around no, for a, while, a little bit after that. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about eating the flame tree. That's right. So how many... We, we were showing George and Andy. Did any of you guys make it over to uh, to Star Tours? No. I actually was... I was finishing off lunch. I was heading over to Star Tours. Yeah, I and did Star Tours. And I actually headed over to the Contemporary Hotel to see Dave Barry. So I was not in, at that park either. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Barry was doing a book signing over in the Contemporary, and there was nobody there, so I got to spend about 15 minutes talking to him. And just for, for people who may not know, explain who Dave Barry is and what he, what he uh, Dave wrote. Barry was a columnist for the Miami Herald who uh, has written several comedy books and several books that have been made into movies, and uh, there was a comic strip called Dave's World that was based on him, and... Uh, yeah, he's always been like a hero of mine, and he's got a great Christmas book out now called The Shepherd, The Angel, and Walter, The Christmas Miracle Dog, which is a great 
anyway, I'm really off topic now. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm looking at the Mouse Fest schedule and I see nothing about Dave Barry. But that's <laughs> yeah, you don't see Dave Barry on there, but he. <laughs> well, after um, after enduring Matt's Star Tours meet, we had Podfest. This the second year of Podfest over at the Backlot Express. Again, timing and location being everything that it was. Last year, I had to compete with um, Lightning McQueen and Tomater coming out next to the patio. <laughs> this year, we went down below, closer towards Indiana Jones. Again, I had to deal with the parade and Indiana Jones. And next year, I promise I found a new venue, much quieter, thanks to uh, actually Glenn, your suggestion. But this was really an opportunity for the listeners to meet the podcasters, the podcasters to meet one another, as well as introduce some of the listeners to some of the new shows that are out there because... Last year, when I hosted the, the meet, it was really sort of that first big year of podcasting, and especially Disney podcasting. You know, when I first started doing a podcast, there was maybe five, if that many, Disney podcasts. And then last year, that number grew probably tenfold. And now this year, if you do a search in iTunes, literally a hundred shows will pop up. And, you know, again, there's something for everybody. So this was, in the spirit of MouseFest, allowing us to be able to introduce some of these new shows and some shows were very new i mean there was one guy who was there who literally had just put out his first show that week so (laughs) (laughs) but um other than you know me having to scream and maybe not not hear everybody um i think that meet was a lot of fun and it was great to see some of my old friends that i hadn't seen really since last year's mouse fest what did you guys uh that were there i know glenn you were probably in epcot but everybody else that was there for (laughs) podcast Yeah, and I don't think anybody had a problem hearing you lose. Nobody could see you. That was the problem. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> yeah, talking about running jokes Sing. of the week. Yeah, I, the, the Lou Mangello height jokes um, were, were... Here I have to do an obligatory sidekick, but picking on Lou, everybody. Oh, please, you were right in there with them. I would turn around and I'd see you, you looking out of the corner, I hoping I didn't hear the comments. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I will say it was yeah, it was interesting putting faces. It was interesting putting faces to voices because uh, you know you're always trying to picture people. Uh, the one thing that I thought was interesting is as I started talking to some of these guys, I had no idea that they had recording devices in their hands and were recording as you know we were talking. So you know that was a unique experience just to. To try to stay on topic and also make sure that uh, you know you didn't say anything inappropriate either. <laughs> Much like this episode of the show. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. After all the introductions were done, it really just became a, a recording frenzy for the most part. And I actually never even got a chance to start recording just because we were talking to people and there was just so much going on. Um, then I never got really a chance to take the mic out and, and start talking to people, unfortunately. But I have to say, one really cool thing that happened there was Lisa from Those Darn Cats had come over, and um, and she had a shirt on, and I've never been approached by by a person, male or female or otherwise, with a shirt on that said Mongello and asked me to sign it. So I have to say thank you to Lisa because that was a, a very cool, albeit awkward moment for me. So... <laughs> And I signed yes. her back. Let's be clear. I signed it on the back. So. <laughs> Lou Mangello officially joined the ranks of the Gap, Abercrombie & Fitch, and uh, all those great stores the day or the moment that that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing, the, the thing you guys didn't see was shortly after when it all broke up, Deanna pulled him over to a corner like by Pizza Planet and just 
the heck out of me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, I had to walk away. It was embarrassing. Again, you know, the whole supportive wife thing really, you know, it really evidenced itself right then and there. Um, <laughs> so, I thank you to Lisa and thank you to my wife uh, both for being patient. <laughs> All right. I'm, thank God this isn't a webcam because I can only imagine how many shades of red I'm turning. So, um, from there, a new meet this year was hosted by Fred Block from Magic Meets, and he held his Muppets Take Mouse Fest meet over at Muppet Vision. And again, great turnout um, for people. He had a hundred plus people over there, had a lot of fun. But you know, I, I know Glenn, you were there, and and Jeff. I was so exhausted at that point that I was like, you know what? I can't sit through Muppets at this point. And we just yeah. were able to kind of sit down and, and just relax on a bench um, outside by Pizza Planet, where the beatings took place, actually. Right. <laughs> right right nearby, yes. Because, like, now, now you guys are our first-time Mouse Festers, so you tell me, was it at this point? Now, remember, it's only Friday. You haven't even hit the Mega Meet yet. Was it as crazy busy and exhausting as you thought it would be or less so than what you were expecting i personally thought it was far more crazy than i thought it was going to be because when i first got the schedule i looked at it and intelligently came up with a schedule that wouldn't make me not be exhausted and uh when reality came into being, that schedule got thrown out the window because I couldn't even keep up with that schedule because so many things were happening. Um, yeah, it, it was pretty pretty insane. It's really difficult to do everything you want to do. Right. Yeah, there, and there, there's no downtime at all. I mean, you, right. You're so busy that even when you have a moment, you end up being with your friends and you're talking like crazy because you, you know you have the opportunity to be with them and. And, and you're making new friends and you're just you're chatting a lot and it's just even when you have free moments they're technically not free moments right now, I was impressed with the overall structure of it I mean when you get when you get something of that size and magnitude you start to think okay well people are gonna lose track of time people aren't gonna show up to their own meets but I, everybody was on point and everybody ran I, I would say everybody ran everything very smoothly yeah because like you said everything is for the most part back to back to back and even if you say well yep. I'm, I'm going to take a break I'm not going to go to that meet there's so much else going on and like you said Jeff you're you're talking to new friends or you're, you're kind of meandering your way over to something else so you're going I mean you're on all the time and those little moments of downtime you know you cherish because it, you get to sit down on a bench and just relax and talk in a, in a small group of people Jessica where were you at this point? Let's see. Well, I came in late to the podcast because we actually, George and Andy and I got caught up by the parade. There's George and Andy so again. George and I, I walked, <laughs> these guys are everywhere. <laughs> so, so George and I took the opportunity to walk around the Muppet store, and I was pointing out all the details because, uh, like, every blog post I do is about that store. So I was pointing out all the cool stuff there. So we actually came in late, so we ended up just talking to everyone. We actually missed the Muppet Fest all together because we, uh, we were chatting with everyone, so... So for George, for those two guys, it really was more of like an educational field trip, you know, spending time with you and Jeff and me and, and teaching them what, what they think that they knew about Disney World. <laughs> and, and you they were all, great. And, they were just cooking it all in. And, and I, will, I will say that, um, you know, 
I actually got ended up getting some strange looks over at Epcot as a res- indirectly because of Jessica that day. I had seen I had seen a group of you guys at Animal Kingdom that morning, and she was wearing a purple figment Santa cap. Well, I collect all the Disney <laughs> Santa caps that come out every year, so I immediately rush over to Epcot, go to the stores. Every single cast member thought I had lost my mind when I asked them. Um, if they had had a figment Santa cap. Well, later on that day at Podfest, I saw her, and I'm like, you know, where did you get that? She, Of course, she tells me that she made it. So I said, well, that would explain, one, why they didn't have it, and two, why they thought I had lost my mind when I asked her. Because I, I was dead. So I'm like, I know somebody has got it. No, sir, we, we don't think so. But, uh, so that, that was Celebration 25 all over again because she made... Yeah, a, I, I aim to annoy, you know, that's, that's my goal. <laughs> you made these awesome Spaceship Earth Mickey ears, yeah, and the time that awesome. I spent with you, at least 20 people came up to you asking you where you got them. Oh, yeah. You know, you know there's, a blog post, there's a blog post in your near future showing off uh, your handiwork. <laughs> Jessica, she'll be working for the Disney Design Group very soon. And yes. <laughs> Just remember us little people. I wish. Remember us little people, pardon the pun. <laughs> When that day comes, so <laughs> I'll pull out some Angela shirts or something. <laughs> so we uh, we started heading over towards Sunset Boulevard. We kind of met up with uh, Steve's Hidden Mickey's Meet, which was in progress. Uh, spent some time playing around with some of the Streetmosphere characters. Jeff, that was that was really cool. I really liked Streetmosphere Streetmosphere people in MGM. Absolutely. Yeah, Deanna had a good time with the one uh, Dante. What's his name? Dante. Ah, I can't remember his whole name. Bopa Productions. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, she had a good interaction with him when you and I were going in pictures. Yeah, and then there was the um, Jonathan Dichter's All About the Mouse Rockin' Mouse Roller Coaster Please Don't Let Me Get Sick meet. And, uh, <laughs> that was unfortunately, I got online, but I had to ditch because we had an ADR over at um, 50s Primetime, which I just, I still think... It's just one of the best places to eat in all of Walt Disney World for good comfort food and just a good, like, fun dining experience. And, Jeff, we had a great, um, we had a great cousin serving us. I mean, she was a lot of fun and, and, and talk trivia, too. Awesome. Yeah, we were, we were all about the trivia with her. And uh, uh, I think initially she didn't know she was, what she was up against with, between the two of us. And then I think Deanna <laughs> had to referee some of the... <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> some of the answers came into dispute. <laughs> well, we were getting rough. We started talking to her, and she says, "Okay." And she throws down a piece of paper. You know, she throws down the gauntlet literally, and says, uh, "Throws down a paper and pen and says, okay, name me ten Disney movies. Which one did she do first? That were based in England? Was it the based yeah, in England? That was it. So we're pulling things out like Ichabod and Mr. Toad, and and some of these other things. And she's like, "No, no, no." And Jeff's like. Trust me, Ichabod and Mr. Toad set in England. She's like, no. Just like, look, 1945, and he starts rattling off the thing, and she's like, all right, dork, um, let's move on to something else. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like, well, are we talking sequels? Are we talking direct-to-DVD? But she was a lot of fun. I mean, we spent a a good couple hours there, too. Yeah, we we spent a lot of time. Yeah, she was a lot of fun, to the point where then she was recruiting us to come up with questions for you know, to use on a regular basis with other folks. <laughs> now, did any of you guys get to go over and see? I know, Jeff, we walked over, and, and as the park really was closing, we saw the Osborne lights. Anybody else get to see the lights that this year? Yes. And I did, you- but not that night. I was, 
And what do you think? I mean, are, are I just think they're spectacular. Now that they dance, it's even, you know, the wow factor's just increased so many morefold. All right, I, I hate to be a hypocrite, but I actually, I, I was really planning on going to the Adventurers Club that night, and then when I realized I was never going to make that, I was going to go over to the to, uh, Paul Barry's Yeehaw Bob meet. Couldn't make that e- meet either. I, I was literally exhausted by this point, and I knew that Saturday with the mega meet was really going to be a long, very, very busy day, and... To say that it was bigger than ever is an understatement. Four years ago, the first time I went, the room was literally, guys, when I say it was maybe a tenth of the size of that room, it's not an exaggeration. And if there was maybe 10 or 11 tables uh, around the perimeter of authors and webmasters, there weren't even podcasters back then, that was a lot. And we had a few hundred people come through that room. This year, they're telling me that um, the room... They, we had about 1,500 people go through that room, and I don't know what the exact square footage was, but overwhelming number of people. Why don't you guys tell me, you know, maybe one at a time, what your thoughts were of the mega meet from the venue to the people that were there? Maybe we'll go Jess, ladies first, Jessica, Jeff, Glenn, and then Eric. Well, I got there uh, literally, I think I got there for the last hour of it because my camera actually came to town. So uh, my mom and my grandmother came in, and we walked in the door, got to Luke's table, and stayed there for the rest of the time we were there. And it was great. Like, people just come up that I had talked to online, old friends, new friends. It was a great experience. I didn't even get to walk around the room, so I'm kind of regretting that, but it was a lot of fun. Well, thank you for your loyalty, Jessica. <clears throat> Jeff, take note. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, take note. Can I talk now? <laughs> I spent the entire time slaving behind the WDW Radio Disney World Trivia selling books, selling audio tapes, records. And I and I and I said, "Can I go to the bathroom, Lou?" No, Jeff, just stay right there. Please. I think I said, "Don't." I didn't. I say, "Don't address me in public first, and then." Yeah, there was something like. And then Deanna took him aside, beat him again, and said, please let Jeff go to the bathroom, and I did. In all seriousness, it was it was amazing. I, I really got to say, I, I had never been to anything. So, uh, magic Meets, we did Magic Meets, and it was similar to Magic Meets, but I was just amazed at just the nonstop flow of people that came to the table to, to get the books, to talk to us about the, the podcast. It was just it was just unbelievable just how friendly and just outgoing everybody was and just this constant mass of people. And then when Jessica and the and the brothers Taylor showed up, I mean all all heck broke loose again as Yeah, it de evolved from that point on to just general just insanity. I mean just everybody horsing around and having a good time and then the, there was the raffle and just everything going crazy with everybody trying to get over there for the raffle. But it was just a lot of fun and just a lot of good times, but I just I was overwhelmed by it. I just I couldn't believe just the mass of the people that were there. And again, just a, a quick interject here. A lot of fun again being had at Lou's expense. A a, a listener <laughs> was kind enough to bring me a present and um, said he walks over to me and says, "Lou, you know I, I want you. To, I, I brought you a present, and unfortunately I might have overestimated your size when I got this." <laughs> And he brings out this teeny tiny little kitty T-shirt that like a Build-A-Bear could wear, and on the back is this logo, like a Jello logo, and it says everything goes better with Mangello. So, I thank you for the shirt and the uh, the fun that everybody seemed to have as the T-shirt made its way around at my expense. So, 
Well, the, the special, the, the real magical moment of that was when when the lady came up and asked me to sign your book. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like dead, dead silence. <laughs> <laughs> to which point then Lou pulled me aside and beat me to death with the book. <laughs> Glenn and, and Eric, what about you guys? Well, for me, it was uh, it was it was huge. I, I was actually surprised at the size of the room. Um, I don't know how it how it was for vendors, but as an attendee, it made it very comfortable, very easy to get around. I never, didn't feel like I was queuing up for anything. If I wanted to go, I could cross across the room and uh, and and say hi to Lou or say hi to somebody else. Uh, so that was a great environment for me. I intended on spending about an hour there uh, originally, and then ended up being there for three and a half hours. So what what I thought was going to be just something I was going to peek in and see what was going on, ended up meeting a lot of people. It was really great. And I got about, I got there about halfway through, and you know, obviously an entirely large room. And it was about the time the raffle was going on, so everybody had kind of congregated over the raffle area. And I saw both George and Andy came right up to me, and here I was thinking, oh god, I'm a celebrity now to these guys. <laughs> they said, Eric, actually, we we need you because you're the only one who can see over everybody to tell us what the raffle numbers are. So that was kind of a not only a humbling, but a it was a humbling experience. But uh, no, at the same time, it was it, it was pretty impressive to think that you know this niche has really kind of grown to what it's become i can only imagine what it's going to be like next year and the years ahead right right i agree and you know the, the credit goes to the people that put this together the people on the organizing committee and and dave marks from passporter because uh, trying to put this together i mean imagine trying to plan you know a wedding that's five days long in disney world for 1500 people and that's that's to a certain degree what it was like and i have to also say thank you to everybody that took the time that that came over to the table and said hello or or purchased something or just wanted to come by and and mention that they listened to the show i really do appreciate you taking the time out of your vacation and out of your your day over at the mega meet um to come over and say hello it's it's great to put you know faces to people that have emailed the show and and so many of you were very complimentary, and, and I, I get tongue-tied when I talk because I don't, you know. But I, I really do appreciate it. So, but and one uh, of the cool things too was um, we mentioned Ray and Nancy uh, from Grumpy's Hollow, and Nancy won one of the good door prizes. Uh, I think she won the XM yeah. uh, radio, yep. which was really yep. cool. that's right, yeah. Yeah, and another friend of the show, Brian Free, came over. He started taking some photos because there was just so much going on. So I'm going to try and post uh, some of his photos or a link over to his site. So you can check some of those out and get an idea if you weren't there exactly just how expansive this room was. Um, and a lot of people after the mega meet, Glenn, I'm sure is happy to hear this, make their way over to Epcot for a number of different <laughs> meets. Uh, I had my family reunion, which is just kind of an open invitation to people to come and enjoy illuminations. But before that, um, we got a chance to eat over at Teppan Edo. But even before that, we got a chance to ride Spaceship Earth. And I'm going to not I'd rather not say anything specific about the ride or what we liked or didn't like because I don't think it's fair to judge it because it's not finished. And I think that any sort of review that I did or do will be so premature because it's, again, clearly not finished. There there were parts that are spectacular, and, and we can all probably agree that the ascent is, but um, there there is still work to be done, I think it's safe to say. I'd go along. Oh, Lou, with we got to we, we got um, we got to go back a bit because Glenn and I we, we have to talk about our bonding moment, our true bonding Absolutely. moment of all of Mouse Fest was Glenn and I 
not knowingly uh, met up at Greg Airbar's um, uh, Disney Music um, meet that he had at the Dolphin right right after the Mega Mouse meet. Um, it was very small, um, not a whole lot of people attended, but it was great. And we kind of I walked in the room and there was Glenn and uh, here again, you know, people that we've kind of we've met and talked a little bit. All of a sudden, we instantaneously discovered we had some incredible <laughs> amount of common ground. Yeah, he he actually had a great presentation. Had some photos and some videos and audio of uh, of of musical pieces. It was really great. And Jeff and I hit it off, and I think we scored really well on all the trivia questions. Sometimes anticipating the question before it even was asked. So it was a very good geeky moment. <laughs> yeah, you you nailed one like that. Yeah. So yeah, that night too, uh, a number of us, my wife and I, as well as Eric and Jeff and Pat from my site, who was also very very helpful at the table during the day over at the Mega Mouse Meet. Thank God I had you guys around um, during the day. We were able to try out Tep and Edo, and I don't know about you, Jeff, but I, I thought it was excellent and, and far superior to what um, what it was beforehand. I thought the food was delicious. Yeah, I thought it was great, and I think the only problem was is that the, the cook and the waitress, was they were getting annoyed with us because we were talking so much and not paying attention to them put on, put on the show. <laughs> <laughs> And the only, the only other thing was that uh, we were running a little bit behind because of when our reservation was and because we were late getting seated. And we had the family reunion starting at 8 o'clock. I thought it was 8.30. So I was running late to my own meet. And to everybody <laughs> that was there, I, I sincerely apologize. So I inhaled my food while you guys finished up. But um, I, I really like the decor upstairs. I thought the food was excellent. Um, you know, without going through, you know, menu item by menu item, I, I thought it was really, really good. Um, and you know, obviously, from hearing us talk about it on the show, I just love the Japan Pavilion, especially at night. And uh, that's part of why I picked it for, um, for the Illuminations. And you guys got nothing, so I'll move on till Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought well, it was. I, I thought it was awesome. The the uh, family reunion was really great. We got, I mean, we got to settle down, and uh, we were able to watch the island catch on fire, which was an interesting <laughs> twist to the evening. Uh, I'm sorry, I missed that. <laughs> yeah, the Going island. To... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was say the island in front of Japan, in front of the Tory Gate, caught on literally caught on fire when one of the shells came down. And the thing that was somewhat comical was watching the boat come over. And literally, like, they're trying to splash water on it with little buckets, <laughs> you know, um, to get it put out. But obviously, eventually, eventually it did. So, Eric, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I was just going back to the uh, the dinner real quick. Uh, you mentioned that the <laughs> that our servers were probably a, a little frustrated with us. I think uh, that was the breaking point for Deanna because she said, from here on out, I'm standing between Lou and Jeff for the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> they are no longer allowed to be right next to each other. <laughs> She's like, can you stop talking about Disney for like two seconds? <laughs> I'm like, no, man. So, they, then, I, so, so you know, then I turned to Eric and, you know, he and I got to know each other. <laughs> exactly. At this point, I'm shoveling rice into my mouth going, I'm like, I got to go. You guys just finish up. I'll, I'll catch you later. So, But Sunday for, for me was a, a big day because not only was there a lot of events going on, but I had two meets back to back. Uh, it kicked off for me with a 5.30 wake-up call from Stitch. And, and a wake-up call from Stitch is bad enough, but when it's at 5.30 so you can go to a 7.30 breakfast um, at Kona Cafe, that was even rougher. But I had the two meets back-to-back, really, which was the DSI with Jeff through Frontierland as well as Trivia Fest 2007. Uh, note to self for next year, do not schedule meets back-to-back ever again. 
Um, but let's talk about the DSI. Jeff, this was actually your idea, an extension of kind of something that we do on the show. And um, the response was really good. I was really happy to see such a great crowd and had a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, we we were kind of sweating it all weekend because we, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know if the crowd was going to be big or small. And if it was big, were we going to be able to get everybody through Frontierland without it turning into a logistical nightmare and we worried if people were going to be able to hear us and it was funny was that if you remember beforehand we did kind of a quick walkthrough and right as we were doing it we said cowboy camp started and we're like okay great no there won't be cowboy camp you know during the DSI well, of course we jinxed ourselves totally on that one because you know and we circumvented it rather well but uh it was interesting we got to say a big thank you to Glenn on this because as we were gathering there by the Liberty Tree um, we kind of the crowd kind of congregated around us and we had our cards to pass out and we couldn't the new people that were walking up so we drafted Glenn very quickly to hand out our postcards for us so a big thank you there to Glenn for that no worries hey my hats off to you guys so that that whole was that was probably the highlight of my whole mouse fest was uh, not handing out the cards that part I could have done without but the uh, the content was was really excellent you guys really d- did blow it away and you, you pulled out something I didn't think would be anywhere near as interesting as it was so you guys did a really great job and my hats off to you yeah, that was a great event. I really enjoyed it. My parents did, too. Thank you. I we appreciate it. Yeah. We had a bit, another big thank you, too, to George and Andrew. And here we go. We're bringing them up again. And how much did they pay you to plug them so many times on this I show? don't. I, I guess it's all for those. This, Jeff Pepper did our logo spiels. But, uh, no, <laughs> I, had to, I had to share this because I don't really think I've, I've had a chance to talk to you guys about it. We had, we had the, I had them be our paparazzi. I, I called them our paparazzi because I... You know, I, handed, I threw, my, threw George my camera and said, take pictures for me. And this was really <laughs> Always dangerous. Yeah, always dangerous. I mean, yes, there, there were pictures of the... There's a great picture of Deanna screaming at somebody on the telephone. Lou, you have to figure out. <laughs> but that, what, there was this great picture, and I forgot to tell you guys all about it that day because of all the craziness. When I was looking at my pictures that night, when I was uploading them to the, the, the computer, they took a picture, and it was of a cast member up on top of the Country Bear Jamboree. And he was literally on his radio talking to somebody, I guess, about this humongous crowd that was working its way through <laughs> Frontierland. I mean, and it was he has this very alarmed look on his face, and George caught him. He, he did zoom on him. And kind of <laughs> him. So they were they were radioing us it radioing us in at some point. Should we take them out? <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll I was talking about the cowboy camp out. That was that was the plan. Take us out with that. <laughs> The uh, the sniper in Frontierland was was, <laughs> I was waiting for the dart to hit us in the thing, but yeah, that was you know to everybody that came and you know I apologize for anybody that might have been able to hear us um, just because we were competing with crowds and movement and everything else like that. Um, I appreciate you guys coming and being patient, and it was the first time, and and I was really happy with with how it went. And Jeff, you know, you did you did an awesome job, and like you said, Glenn. Um, you know, we thank you for that, and thanks for Disney Security for not shutting us down, which was a nice touch yeah. too. <laughs> but uh, Deanna, actually, we have to thank Deanna because just when we were about ready to congest the entire bridge going over to Splash Mountain, she she got us in line and got us moved over. Yeah, the voice of reason came through. And it's like you know what, standing yeah. on the bridge blocking everybody to get in the big thunder is not not the best idea. Not a good idea. <laughs> so I always want to say a special thanks to. Uh, to somebody who we actually ended up going to Pecos Bill and having lunch with, and that was Alex Mayer. He is uh, a friend of mine and of the shows, and he is from the Disney Design Group, and it was really an honor to have him come 
and uh, spent a couple of hours with us over in Frontierland. And he wasn't laughing in inappropriate places, so I guess it wasn't all that bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we did uh, we did get to sit down and have a little bit of lunch in the back of uh, Pecos Bills before heading over to Tomorrowland to the Noodle Station for Trivia Fest. And this has been the fourth year that I've been putting this on. And, um, you know, talk about worrying as you prepare. You never know how many people are going to show up and how many people are going to be able to get to play. And uh, I hope everybody had a good time. It was a lot of fun. We were able to do actually two rounds. Um, congratulations to Byron Hall, who's known as the Fat Disney Geek. Um, he's been on the show before. He's been raising money for the Dream Team Project. He was not a plant, but he actually won the Apple iPod. And uh, it was getting pretty good there. I mean, the, some of the, the guys who were in the last four or five really, really knew their stuff. Yeah, that was a great event. I enjoyed it myself. Yeah, I learned some new things, so I enjoyed it. <laughs> this is where Jeff is going to talk about sitting with George and Andrew. I'm, I'm sure at this point. So. <laughs> Actually, oh, I, Jeff was sat with Eric. Jeff was That's sitting right. next to me, and we had this code going down because we were going to try to see how uh, if we could legally cheat. But then I figured, you know, it's probably not good. <laughs> I started giving him the hand signals, but he wouldn't yeah. go for it. So. Oh, boy. I could hear cries of shenanigans being... You know, exactly. <laughs> we were looking out for you, Lou. We, didn't wanna, we did not want to have any uh, negativity going towards the event. So. Oh, God. So I, I threw the round. I threw it. <laughs> <laughs> but for, you know, for the most part, for me... That was sort of when that when this was over. This was sort of the beginning of, of the end of Mouse Fest. This is when I was able to sort of wind down. Um, Deanna had to go home, so I had to take her back to the um, to the resort, and then I just quickly stopped over at MGM um, just to pick something up from a, a buddy of mine, Jason Zucker, the watch artist over at Sunset Club Couture. And um, what did, what did you guys do at this point? For, you know, for the rest of Sunday. Unfortunately for me, I was actually I had to take off for the airport, and uh, I got this very moving. Uh, voicemail from a oh, one <laughs> because I went over to get a Dole Whip before I uh, before I left to say goodbye to everybody. I thought you left, buddy. <laughs> so I, I make my way back, and uh, you know, I hear speak of the devil, and uh, you know, I got an opportunity to say goodbye to everybody, and then I had to head back to uh, reality. So, yeah, the one, well, the one, as go ahead. I was just gonna say, as as is probably expected, I headed over to Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> I had dinner in the Garden Grill um, with Lori and Lee and Lori's mom, and uh, we had a great character breakfast over our character dinner over there. And I spent the evening over there. The, yeah, the, the one other thing um, that I got to do on Sunday night that that kind of bears mentioning was I, I was invited um, to an Illuminations dessert party over in the UK Pavilion. And I, I've done a few of these before, and they're really special and they're really spectacular. And this one was kind of plussed big time because they gave us a little something special. And um, they had told me, I said, you know, come to the front as this, this is kind of winding down because we have something really magical planned. And next thing you know, long story short, they're taking us backstage by Millennium Village, all through the backstage areas behind all the pavilions and into Soren. They actually, they actually got Disney to keep Soren open for us uh, for one special private ride after the park is closed. And, and you want to talk about a really memorable, you know, I hate to use the word, magical moment. But, uh, but that was really it. That was something awesome. Really special. It wasn't the special dinner with me, George, and Andrew. <laughs> 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 Where, where if we had a recorder, we would have to like bleep out every. 
Sorry, family friendly, sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and why they're not here on the round table is just there's only so much editing I can do on a Sunday night to get the show out. <laughs> but uh, I stayed on Monday. I, I had a couple of meetings on Monday before kind of winding down and, and heading home. But I just wanted to kind of get your reactions um, as people in the Disney community and first-time Mouse Fest visitors and for people that, you know, like you, Glenn, you go, you know, you live down there, you go pretty often, what you felt about the event, what stood out to you, what what people stood out to you, uh, and what you kind of thought as a whole. And I thought the the, whole, the event was actually very special, and I was actually reluctant going in that it, that it was going to be something I wasn't going to enjoy, but it was wonderful meeting all kinds of people and and. And really taking the time and uh, really getting to spend some time and find out what people are doing and why they're doing it really was it really was it really was moving, um, and I'm sure you know a bunch of the people that are on this podcast are people that I uh, I bonded with in the same way. It was really a great experience. What about you, Eric? For me, I mean, you know, whenever I come back home and I tell people, you know, what a great time I've always had, the first thing they always ask me is, okay, when, when's the next time you're going down? And, you know, a lot of them look at me and they say, well, you're going back down again? Well, when you're at something like Mouse Fest, you don't have to explain yourself. And that was, you know, that was kind of the cool thing. Rather than, you know, try to figure out why we're there, everybody knows why we're there. So it was just an opportunity to not only put... Um, names and voices to faces and you know just kind of talk about things that you know all of us are passionate about and overall i mean it was just a great time jeff yeah you know it's amazing because i was thinking back to a year ago all i was then was i just started my blog pretty much and i was listening to you guys the podcasters out there talking about what a great time you had at miles fest and it was such something that was just like oh man i wish i could really do that and that sounds really cool and I didn't know anybody um, a year ago. I didn't know any of you folks. Um, and just, it amazes me that a year later, I have so many new friends. And that's what Miles Fest really was. It was it was such a great time just to be able to be with these all these new friends I've made in the last year. But it feels like we've been friends for years. It's just amazing the bond that we formed around Disney. And just, it's like these instantaneous friendships. And I, I'm so close to these people now. And, and, and Miles Fest really brought that to bear and just, it was a great time. It was it was one of the things you guys had said last year was, you know, it's all about being with your friends and I, I really think that's what it is. To me, Miles Fest was just about being with my friends. What about you, Jess? Yeah, I agree with that. Well, I couldn't agree more with Jeff because I've always been doing my blog since this past May, so it's only been within this recent year. And I've talked to people online, we've emailed, chatted, put the comments like there's blogs, but it's funny how you meet people that you haven't ever met before. You just talk to online, and you can instantly start conversations like you've known each other for years, like your best friends. And it was just like a big party. And it's great when Disney geeks, so to speak, can get together and just have fun, and they can talk about extinct attractions or favorite restaurants, and everyone agrees with you and understands what you're talking about. So it was a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to next year already. Yeah, I, you know, having this being my fourth year, um, going down to Mouse Fest. I went into it not not skeptical per se, but I was more so interested to see what was going to happen and, and how it was going to go, mostly due to the fact that I knew from you know, being on the committee and, and what was going on that it was going to be so, so much bigger than it had been in the past. And that maybe is the only downside is because it's gotten bigger, it's more difficult to be able to see all the people that you want to see um, 
it, it doesn't allow you to go to all the meets that you'd like to go to and support other people in the community. And I apologize if, if there was anybody that I wasn't able to go to and meets I wasn't able to go and see. Um, but just because of the schedule, that's what it was. And it's going to be interesting next year. You know, between Dece- it's going to be between December 11th and 15th of 2008. Just how much bigger it's going to be. Um, the community is growing so fast. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. And with events like this and Magic Meets, they really do allow all of us to come together. And MouseFest really is all about community and friendships and getting to kind of put faces to names and uh, getting more exposure to things maybe that you didn't realize were out there. And uh, I want to thank all of you guys for all of your help and your support and more than anything else, your friendship. And again, to all the listeners that came by, uh, I cannot thank you enough for taking time, for, for all the nice things you said and for coming to the meet. Um, I hope you guys had a good time. I hope you had a, you had a good time uh, doing the roundtable and kind of talking about and recapping things. I look forward to seeing you guys again at MouseFest next year and obviously down in the parks. Uh, I'm going to put links up in the show notes to all of your blogs and websites. Jessica, Jeff, Glenn, Eric, guys, thank you so much. Mangello. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Is <laughs> anybody else going to go? <laughs> Okay. I wasn't next. <laughs> Hello. Lou, thanks for having us on. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure for me and an honor to be amongst the internet and podcasting elite. Thanks, buddy. It's always a pleasure. I was glad you invited me. You're quite welcome. Uh, Glenn, I'll be sending you that money via PayPal. No, I won't even bother sending it to you via check. So I <laughs> appreciate it. Guys, thanks very much again. It was really a lot of fun. Thanks, sir. It's time for the next in our Walt Disney World Please Don't Sweep Me Half Marathon Challenge Contest. And of course, back here is the person that came up with the entire concept and has donated an incredible amount of his time, energy, prizes, and money to the Dream Team Project, and that's Eric Hollister from geomouse.com. Welcome back, buddy. Hello. And this week, Eric, you, uh, you thought it would be best to have Jeff Pepper come back on and present this week's Half Marathon Challenge. So, Jeff... Welcome back from MouseFest, and welcome to the Half Marathon Please Don't Sweep Me Challenge. Hey, guys. I'm glad to be here. All right, so go ahead, guys. Take it away. Tell us what you have in store this week in the as we inch closer to the finish line. Well, seeing that this is likely going to be a photo finish with Lou coming in right there. Uh, our Dead, next last. Challenge Dead last is fine. You could... <laughs> <laughs> our, our challenge is going to be a photo challenge, and what we're going to do is we're going to feature four photographs. Uh, One will be from each of the four different Walt Disney World parks, and in each one, you will need to identify where the particular particular picture was taken. And we will go ahead and post these uh, pictures. Eric can fill you in on the details. Absolutely. Everybody, if you could go ahead and send your entries to marathon at wdwradio.com. You'll have up until midnight on December 26th. This is the day after Christmas. Uh, to submit all your answers, we're going to go ahead and pull all the correct answers together and draw a name. What we will do is 
for the prizes, it will be a Disney World Trivia Books Volumes 1 and 2, signed by Lou Mangiello. Yes, I finally finished. A DisneyWorldTrivia.com t-shirt. We're also going to throw in this week the Seen It Deluxe Disney Edition DVD board game, um, as well as a certificate of dedication for mile marker number 12. So please submit us your name for mile marker number 12. And your name will also go into the grand prize drawing, which will take place at the end of the marathon. Geomouse.com will donate $100 to the Dream Team Project. And that is challenge number 12. We will be posting the pictures. They will be posted on Geomouse.com in the Disney World Trivia Forums. And they will also be posted at 2719 Hyperion, which is www.2719hyperion.com. Cool. All right, fellas. Thank you uh, once again. Uh, good luck, everybody out there. And uh, like I said, the, the, the finish line is rapidly approaching, both literally and figuratively. Guys, thanks very much. Thanks, thanks Luke. Luke. Thank you again for tuning in this week. I hope you enjoyed our look back at MouseFest 2007. As I said, this week's show was a little bit different as we only recapped the MouseFest event, but next week we'll be right back with our regular news, rumors, vacation planning, history, trivia, interviews, and so much more. I want to say thanks again to everybody that got a chance to meet and see again at MouseFest, and to everyone who came to my meets and events as well as stopped by my table over at the Mega Mouse Meet. I really do appreciate it. I also want to say thanks again to Jeff, Jessica, Glenn, and Eric for their help on the Roundtable segment this week. Don't forget that the 25 Days of Disney Giving charity auctions are still going on on eBay, now with all the items up for sale. I also want to say thanks again to listener David Petter for putting up his auction items for sale and being willing to donate half of his proceeds to the DisneyWorldTrivia.com Dream Team Project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. You can find links to all of his auctions in the show notes page this week over at WDWRadio.com. There you can also find links to some of my other recommended vacation planning sites and services like OrlandoFunTickets.com. Remember, they are the largest official and authorized Disney discount ticket provider, offering you the best possible prices. Also visit my friends over at Owner's Locker, your personal storage locker that's delivered to and from your resort when you visit Walt Disney World. I used them again last week. And again, I wonder how I ever vacationed in Walt Disney World without it. Also, in the show notes, I'll put a link up where you can find out more about my audio guide to Walt Disney World. The first CD is available, and it's Main Street USA. It is shipping in time for the holidays. I want to thank everybody who I met last week who gave me such great feedback about it, as well as everybody who sent an email. I really do appreciate you listening, and I'm happy to hear that you enjoyed it. I am still looking for old photos from Walt Disney World, especially from the 70s to the 90s. If you have any that you'd like to share of old or extinct attractions, shops, buildings, restaurants, just about anything, please feel free to email them to to me at lou at wdwradio.com. I also want you to please keep sending in your emails with questions, comments, maybe even suggestions for the show to that email address. You can also call in your voicemails to 206 202 for WDW. Stay tuned to the end of the show. I'll play some of your voicemails from this past week. Remember, you can also come by DisneyWorldTrivia.com. Come join our forums to talk about anything Disney and anything you heard on the show. It's a very fun, friendly community. We have more than 23,000 members, but again, we are very welcoming. And if you've never joined before, please feel free to come on by this week and join in on the fun. 
Finally, if you like the show, please review us on iTunes. And more importantly, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. I want to say thank you to my guests as well as thanks to all of you for tuning in once again. Hope you're enjoying this holiday season. So until next week, I'll see ya. Hey, my name's Lynn. I'm from Florida. And WDW is when you want the podcast light. And Lisa is when you want the full-course meal. Thanks. Bye. Lou, this is Lou from the Walt Disney World Memory Podcast. I was just listening to your December, I guess, 7 show on my way into work. And Annalise said something about American Vibe. I just want to let everybody know there is, I did put out, I believe two podcasts of the American vibe of audio that I've recorded from visiting while there. So if anybody wants to listen to that, please go check me out at www-memories.net. Also wanted to comment real quick about the uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge holiday stuff. I will ditto what you said about the tree. It is amazing, guys. If you, can, if you want to see it, it's really cool. However, when we went, we were there last year and they had just lost the uh, pastry chef or whomever it was that used to do the sculptures of the candy and they did not have the display. I don't know if it'll be there this year or if it'll be there going forward. I just wanted to let you know that it was not there last year, uh, even though they did talk about it in the Travel Channel uh, holidays at Walt Disney World uh, episode thing. Anyways, I love the show. I wanted to tell you, please keep up the great work and I look forward to every new episode. Take care. Bye. Hi, Lou. This is Christina, Tiki Chrissy from the forums. I, want, I loved your show this week. It was awesome, as usual. Um, but I wanted to say that there was a post-show film at the end of the original animation tour at the Disney MGM Studios. Um, I don't know if you remember, but after you walked through where you see the multiplane camera and all that stuff, you went into another theater where you sat there and watched sort of magical moments of Disney films. It showed, like, Bambi's mother getting shot, like the scary moments, and then it showed um, like happy moments in Cinderella, like when her dress comes and all that good stuff. So it was like a very tear jerky, um, magical moments from all the film. That was the post show after you went through. Um, I don't remember if it had that bit with um, with with Michael Eisner and all that, but that, I think that might actually be right. So anyway, just wanted to um, let you know that, and uh, thank you so much. Bye. Hi, Lou. I thought I would share a memory I had of American Vibe. I was touring the American Adventure with my family when this great jazz group came out to the rotunda and started performing. As I was enjoying the show, I recognized one of the singers as Jennifer from the Mickey Mouse Club show that was on the Disney Channel in the early 1990s. I liked the Mickey Mouse Club so much that I even went to a taping of the show at the Disney MGM Studios. It was neat to see it become of one of the Mouseketeers. Hey, Lou, this is Cindy from The Bare Necessities, and I just wanted to say hello, and it was really a pleasure to meet your wife this trip at Mouse Fest. I hope you guys had a great time. I know everybody at the Let's Talk About Disney Bare Necessities podcast had a fabulous time. All right, it was nice talking to you and your wife. Take care. <laughs>